You've tuned into Growth Point Church, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that the messages provide an atmosphere for growth and grace in your relationship with Christ and an opportunity for you to gather together in community, whether online or in person. Now let's go into the message. Reading of the King James Version today, it says, And now I exhort you to be of good cheer. For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God, that it shall be even as it was told them. Moving on to verse 44. And the rest, some on boards, some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. Father, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for this opportunity to preach your uncompromising word. Help me, God, that I may declare what you have spoken. Speak through me today that it becomes all of you and none of me. Allow the word of God to go out and accomplish what it will and not to return void. It's in Jesus' precious and mighty name we pray. Amen. Just for a little subject today, I want to preach from a subject that says, I can't die. I can't die. I cannot die. I cannot die. As we look at the text, and we, those, if you're familiar with the, the story, we'll get to the end of the story in just a moment. I'm going to teach, preach a little bit the text but we see that despite what all Paul and the crew had to endure, there was no way that they was going to die in that situation. Now, if something else happened, maybe. But in this particular situation, there was no way there was going to be destroyed because God had spoken and said that's what we have to know and realize and, and accept. When God has spoken a thing, I don't care what devil in hell, what devil in your household, what devil at work, what devil at school. I don't care about none of that. If God has said you're going to live, you're going to prosper, you're going to be in good health, guess what? You might as well sit back, fix you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and wait for God to do what God said he's going to do. If you don't like peanut butter, make a bologna sandwich. I don't care what you make, but sit back and wait and see how God is going to manifest exactly what he said he would do. So in get, just to give you a little bit of context today, in the 25th chapter, I know we're in 27, but we got to travel back just a little bit. And I'll bring you to the text tonight, today. In chapter number 25, we know and understand through the word of God that the high priest and other leaders, they had a vendetta against Paul. We actually see what they were so upset about in chapter number 24, verses uh, 5 through 8. They charged Paul 
with being a troublemaker, stirring up riots, and as the ringleader of the cult known as the Nazarenes. But the charges that they had put on Paul could not be proven. They were all lies. There was no truth to it. I want to pause and just interject just a little side comment today that makes sure whatever has been said against you, make sure it's false. You know, oh, the devil said this about, well, is it true? Well, they said this about me at work. Well, is it true? Right? Uh, we can always talk about that the devil did this, the devil did that. We got to make sure that it, as long as it's not true, I can outlive a lie. I mean, I mean, I can stand on the truth. People can lie all day long. I mean, it's, it's a lie. I know it ain't, it ain't the truth, so I'm not about to get upset. I'm not, not about to say a bunch of stuff that I'll regret later. If it ain't true, I ain't got no, we ain't got nothing to talk about. Make sure that what the enemy of your soul is taunting to you in your mind, make sure that it's not true. If he says ugly things to you that, that, that you're no good, that, that, you're, that you're not going to uh, prosper and succeed, make him out of a lie. Amen. Do whatever is necessary to make sure that you succeed and that you do the will of God that's upon your life. If Satan says you're going to turn your back on God and you're going to walk away, you're going to walk away from the church, you're going to walk away from the standards of holiness and righteousness, you make sure that that is a lie. Amen. We have control. You have control of how you will, how you will live and operate your life. Make sure it is a lie. So in this context, certainly all that they had charged Paul with, it was a lie. Long story short, Paul, he requests to appear before Caesar. In chapter number 25 and verse 11, you can read that. And God needed, I want you to understand this point here, God needed Paul in Rome to continue preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, we serve a God, this is the point I want you to take home with you, we serve a God who is strategic. He is intentional. It's not, I guess I'll let you go here, I guess I'll let you go there. No, every step that you take, it is strategic in nature. Don't you know every job you take, every interaction that you have, every relationship that you have that's within the will of God. Now, now, now we, we can step out of the will. Now, we, I can't go ahead here and just get every Tom, Dick, and Harry and be out of the will of God. But if I'm in the will of God, every relationship, every connection that I have, it is strategic in nature. God needed Paul to get to Rome. So God had to allow Paul to be, uh, 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 allow him to go through uh, the, the trial that they try to put him on, that they try to uh, claim that he had all of these charges. And so, so God needed Paul to go through the temptation, the, the trials, the testing, the trials. He needed Paul to go through those things because he had to find a way to get Paul to Rome. Amen. Don't you know God will find a way to get you from where you are to where he needs you to be. Y'all not helping me. God will find a way to get you from where you are right now. And he'll find a way, sister, to get you to where God needs you to be. So don't be afraid of where God is sending you because he needs you there. He needs you there. 
to preach and to teach the word of God. He needs you here in Lexington to preach and teach and live the word of God. He needs us and God will find a way to get us to where we need to be. We serve a God who is strategic. So we get to verse, to chapter number 27. So they're on this voyage, on the way to Rome, via Italy. So they're on this voyage, and the winds become contrary. And if you study a little bit deeper, get you a couple commentaries, get you a couple references. But if you study this a little bit, bit deeper, it talks about the winds. And it describes the wind as a side wind. A side wind. So a side wind moves you from right or to left. Now I have trouble with my rights and left. So it moves you from left to right. I ain't the only one. Some of y'all struggle too. But, but, but the side winds move you from left to right. And that's what was happening with this ship. It was just going from left to right, moving from left to right, but not moving forward. See, see we needed the, the, the ship to move forward to get to Rome, but, the, but, but because of the wind, it was just going from right to left. If we'll be honest, can we just have an honest moment? It's just me and you talking. It's just, it's just the two of us talking. Can we just have an honest moment that there are times, there have been times in your life, you may be in it right now, that you feel you're just moving from left to right one thing after another you just feel that you're moving from left to right no progression you're moving yes you're moving yes you're coming to church yes you're doing you're paying your tithes yes you're paying your offering but has there ever been times in your life where you felt you were just moving from oh I feel my preacher voice that you were just moving from left to right but there really wasn't a lot of progression there really wasn't a lot of moving forward you know in the workplace amen I got real good and tired of these lateral moves they think they're doing something great because we're going to give you a new position okay yeah I'll take it. But then you find that's just a lateral move. You're just doing something different with the same pay and around the same folk. I, I could have stayed here. I mean, I got sick at one point in my career. I got sick of this lateral move. And child welfare, they love to do that. Just, just give you a different title. Thank you got, got, got a little bit more influence. You ain't got no more influence. No, no more money coming in your direct deposit because it's a lateral move. But, but there came a point in my career, just to sidebar just a bit, in, in, the, in, the, in the natural, I got tired of this little, little lateral moves. And, and oh, it's time for some progression. So I had, I had to do something different. If, 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 you, if you want something different, hey man, this is not rocket science. You got to do something different. So I began to pursue other aspects, other, other career paths, right? You start going to little conferences and start chit-chatting with people who are in a position to take you up the ladder. See, see, y'all just won't keep talking to the same people in your office and everybody complaining about what's going on in the office. Don't you know, you need to start making friends with folks in high places. So I had a little conversation with the vice president of Center College. I found a way. We all were doing these little blessing boxes in Danville. She was there. Dr. Abrams. You know, I'm ready for my next professional move. And it came to pass. 
You want something different? Do something different. In this situation, they was in the ship. It was going just side to side. No progression. What did they do? They got on another ship. You can, you, you can read the text. Follow, follow, me, follow me in the text. So, so they moved and they got on a different ship. Um, now, it didn't, it didn't, there's no way in, nowhere in scripture that says that the storm stopped because they got on a different ship. No. But, but now this ship had a little bit more capacity to not just move you from left and to right, but this now, this, now this ship had the capacity to move you forward. Y'all not helping me this Sunday afternoon. Amen. You, you've got to get to a place in God that you get so sick and tired of going from side to side and say, God, what is it that I need to do? What do I need to change in my life? Who did I need to give up? Who did I need to let go of? What do I need to change so that I can move forward? Because I'm sick and tired of moving from side to side. Nobody benefits when you move side to side. No, the kingdom of God cannot be progressed if you keep moving from side to side. But is there anybody in the building today that said, God, I want to move forward? I want to move forward. I want to move forward. And you know what we need, what we have to have in order to move forward. We need the indwelling of his spirit. Speaking of tongues is a gift. And I thank God for the tongues. But there's a whole bunch more to the Holy Ghost than you speaking in tongues and nobody's around to interpret. I believe in it. And there, if anybody else experienced it now, let me get out of the lights. Have, have you experienced that the, the Holy Ghost is speaking in tongues and the Spirit of God give utterance? Yes, it's a gift that God will give you. Amen. But what if you were uh, mute? What if you were to the point where you couldn't speak? Can you still have the Holy Ghost? Absolutely. It's the spirit that dwells on the inside. It's the spirit that leads, guides, and directs you. It's the spirit that tells you to shut up and when it tells you to speak up. Uh, you, you know, now, now all the time, you ain't going to be speaking up. But, but the Holy Spirit of God will lead you and direct you in all things. That's, that's what we must have. We must have to navigate this wind, to get from this moving from left to right. you got to have the Spirit of God down on the inside. With all the storms in life that we experience, all the tornado-like experience, the tsunamis that we go through in life, the floods that we go through, and those times when we say to ourselves, if it ain't one thing, it's another. And all of those moments, you need Jesus. Ah, ah, you, you need Jesus. You, you, you've got to have relationship with him because if not, you will lose your ever-loving mind. This year has been one of, if not the most, difficult years of my life. So much has happened. Oh, but
But if I didn't have Jesus as the anchor of my soul, I know without a shadow of a doubt I would not be up in here. I would not be here. But see, you have your own testimony. Now, some of us, we go through public things that everybody knows about. Everyone knew about losing our mother in 2009 uh, abruptly. Everybody knows about losing our father uh, this year abruptly. Everybody knows the situation with my older sister. Everybody, those are public things that, that people know. But, but can we just talk again one-to-one? Those, those things ain't nobody knows. Those things that you would have never put on Facebook, social media, uh, Twitter, or Instagram. Those things that you've had to endure. Those, those nights, those long nights when you battled in your mind. When you battled suicidal thoughts. If we be honest, when you've had to war and said you had to talk to yourself. Said, Melinda, get it together. Ah, oh, get it together, girl. You better call. People in your life are saying, I just need you to pray with me. I can't tell you what it's about, but, but can you just get a prayer through for me? Uh, I'm talking about the, those, those intimate times in your life when if it wasn't for the grace of God, you would have hurt somebody, if we be honest. Uh, you would have cussed somebody out, and you would have cast people, cast all of your family away for you, from you. But can you say thank God for Jesus? Woo! Can you say thank God for Jesus, who is the advocate that we need? How do he is the advocate to petitions our heavenly father and say, have some mercy on him. Oh, I've had to praise the God, have mercy, because I cannot die. Oh, I cannot, I cannot. You cannot die. Not now, not now, not now. Somebody needs to hold on to that. I know my time is about up, but hold on to it. That you can't die now. Because God has a plan and a purpose for your life. God needs you to get to your room. God needs you to get to the place where you can give the word of God. God needs you. You can't, you can't. Not, not, not right now, you can't. You can't, brother. Come on, just tell yourself, I can't. Can't die. Come on, till, till you're convinced. Come on, say it again. I can't. Uh -uh. Now, come on, say it again. I can't. Mm -mm. No. No. When you, when you look back, and see how good God has been to you now. Can't. Uh-uh. No, I can't. But it's, 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 it's his spirit. It's his spirit. We must possess. So in the text, back to the text, and we're going to hurry along. That the crew, they lost all hope. And the days of, there were days of them being scared. No sun, no stars. Can you imagine? Can you just put on your imagination hat for just a moment? Can you imagine being out at sea? Can you imagine a storm while you're out at sea? Days of no sunlight. Days of no stars. Can you imagine just for a moment? Can you imagine the depression that set in? Can you imagine the anxiety that set in? 
They didn't have the diagnosis probably then, but they were, they were anxious. They, they needed a little medication. They probably would have taken medication if it was available. They, they, they had depression. But can you imagine that for a moment? But then in that moment, see, sometimes we got we to gotta get to the place where we have exhausted all of our strength. And because if we keep relying on Melinda's strength, Melinda's going to think she's a god. And think that, that Melinda doesn't, doesn't need God. That's where pride slips right on in. But we get to that point in life where field, all of our strength is gone. All of our f- strength is being exhausted. But that's when Paul, he, he rises up and he exhorts the crew. He says, in this depressive moment, he says, be of good cheer. Ah, be of good cheer. How? Thankfully, that wasn't the end of the story. Thankfully, that's not all Paul said. Because I would have looked at him something crazy. How can I be of good cheer? Out here in the waters. And I don't know how to swim. How are you going to tell me? And I really don't. I, I know I need to learn. This is not hypothetical preaching. I, I don't know how. And I need help. Some of y'all don't know either. Because I can't get my hair. You, like, I mean, thank you. But he tells them, be of good cheer. But that's not all he says. Then, then he says, there shall be no loss of life. No loss of life. And, and if we just slow down just, just a little bit. Even if he had said, be of good cheer, there should be no loss of life, I probably still would have looked at him a little crazy. What, what authority do you have to say, ain't nobody going to die? Who, Paul, who are you? Paul? Paul, who, who, who is you? Who is you? But then this is where the validation, this is, this is where, this is this, the part of the scripture that we have to have in order to accept what Paul said. He says, for, in verse number 23, for there stood by me this night the angel of God. Now, if he had started the sentence and said, God said, yes. But sometimes it, it requires of us to slow down and hear, thank you, Holy Spirit, hear the whole message of God. We're ready to, to, to throw in a towel that you should have put in the washing machine somewhere because you didn't stop and hear the whole message, the whole word. We, 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 you know, we've grown up in church. We like to take cliche things and act like it's a whole word. We look, I know, when I got older, I looked, I was like, where is this? He won't put more on you than you can bear. Where is it at? In scripture. Now you could, where's one passage of scripture that you, you see maybe that's where it come from, but all them years I thought that that's what it said in the Bible, verbatim. And for some of y'all, y'all just found that out just a moment. Talk to me like, call, call your pastor. If you, if, you, if you really thought that was in there, talk to Brother Mario. 
Because see, we, we, we got to wait and Paul and wait till we hear the whole message. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. When God says a thing, that's, that's how I can accept it. That's how I can stand with confidence because God has said it, has spoken through his angel. And they wasn't going to be spared because the sailors were so good. No, no, no. Because, but, it's, but only because God has said it. But this is the other reason why they were not going to lose their life. It was because God had a plan for Paul. God had a plan for Paul's life. Don't you know and understand that God spares the wicked people for the sake of the godly? Don't you know that your workplace is blessed and is covered by the blood of Jesus because you're there, not because of the little security guard who works in your building who has a baton and not a gun. No, no, no. It's not because of that. It's because our, that you are there. Then the blood of Jesus. Jesus is applied in your home. The blood of Jesus is applied at your job. That's how God operates. He spares the wicked for the sake of the godly. So in this moment, I'm trying to get there. In this moment, when death, come on up Marjorie. When death seems like the only option. When death seems like the only option, both spiritual and natural. We don't talk about enough in the church about the spirit of suicide. We don't talk enough about mental health treatment. I just ordered me a little hoodie. If you don't know, I love hoodies. My birthday is May 18th. I ordered a little hoodie that said Jesus and therapy. Y'all have seen them. Because I believe that God has given those who have prepared themselves the wisdom and the knowledge to give us resources to help. Help us. Now think about how successful we will be if we couple therapy with Jesus another whole subject for another whole day but when death seems like the only option both spiritual and natural I want you to remember three things I want you to remember the plan the purpose and the promise of God can you say it with me can you remember the plan the purpose and the promise of God the plan of God Jeremiah 29 11 for I know the thoughts that I think towards you saith the Lord Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. And that end means a hope and a future. I want you to be reassured on today that God has a plan for your life as he had for Paul in this text. God has a plan for your life. Secondly, I want to remember that you have purpose. That you have purpose. Ephesians 2 and 10 says, for we are his workmanship. Ah, hallelujah. We were created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. You God has a plan. He has a purpose. And lastly, he has a promise.
Oh, hallelujah, he has a promise. And, and throughout his word, his word is full of promises. All of his promises are sure and amen. He says, Lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. He also says in his word that I've never, come on sister, you with me? I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed a beggeth bread. That's the promises of God. Yeah, he promised that you can cast all of your cares upon him ah, because he cares for you. You've got to stand on the plan, the purpose, and the promises of God. Oh, the promises of God. The promises of God is the only reason that we're here today. The promises of God. Remember that? The plan, the purpose, and the promise. But as the writer gets to verse number 25, captures the sentiments of Paul's faith, and he says, he says, Paul says, I believe God. I believe God. Above what I feel, I believe God. Above what I see in the natural, I believe God. Uh, above everything that I hear, the naysayers, I believe God. Above all of the facts that are before you, I still believe God. Hallelujah. I believe that God, as Paul says, I believe, as he says in verse 25, I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Oh, in other words, that I believe that whatever the angel of the Lord said, I believe that it's going to come to pass. Hallelujah. I believe that God is a man that he can not lie, nor the son of man the God is not a man that he can lie, nor the son of man that he cannot repent if he the Lord said it, shall he not do it have he spoken, shall he not what, make it come pass make it good you've got to believe God Without any deviation, without any edits, without any revisions, without a second draft, what God declares will happen, it will occur just as he said. I believe God. I believe that I will not die. I believe that I will not be destroyed. I believe that I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to let Satan take control of my life. I believe God. And I believe that if God says I'm going to survive, guess what? You might as well look for Melinda because I'm going to live to 
swim. And, and, and they swimmed onto the land. They had strength and they had skill. But the scripture says, and the rest. I, I've come to tell you this Sunday afternoon. Sometimes I thought I was a part of the previous ones that had the strength to swim. That had the skill to swim. Because all throughout my life, I've had a good life. I had wonderful parents who brought me up in the way of holiness. I've had a great foundation. And I thought I had the strength just to swim my way to a safe place. But what I've come to realize, that I am a part and the rest. And the rest of them, those without strength, those without skill, Melinda, those without, they took the boards, they took the broken pieces, and they still made it to dry land. So if you got strength, kudos to you.
it, Lord. We, we got the tools necessary to survive. So keep on, my family. Keep, keep striving, my family. Because we're going to make it. We ain't going to die. We ain't, no, we, we not. I ain't, I ain't about to die. Not, not right now. Because I still got work to do. God bless you. Thank you for your prayers and generous support that grant us the opportunity to do ministry. Now, this connection doesn't have to end here. Visit our website, engage with our social platforms, comment, review, screenshot, and share your growth with others. And until next time, keep growing.